Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening All right, guys, we're back. SGR number 40. We are knocking out two more of these team previews, talking about the Carolina Panthers before we finish with the Falcons. Uh, The Panthers going into their second year under head coach Matt Rule, a.k.a. Ja Rule, a.k.a. Murder. So um, they went 5-11 last year in his first year, finished third in the division. Uh, 13th in the NFC, no playoffs, number eight overall pick in the draft. Um, Big change at quarterback, you know, Teddy Bridgewater's gone. Sam Darnold is coming in. Uh, Just to give you guys my overarching thoughts before we get into more detail, I have never been a Sam Darnold guy, so I can't really buy into this team yet. Um, We'll see how the Darnold experiment goes, but... I've been shitting on Sam Darnold since uh, pretty much his freshman year at USC, and I really can't. I'm not going to back out now. I don't really like Darnold as an NFL QB. I've always thought he's been too turnover prone uh, going all the way back to college. So it is what it is, but until they get the QB situation figured out, I really can't go all in on this team. Although I think they're doing a decent job rebuilding right now, and I think the coaching staff is on the right track. So let's get into the numbers. Offense, 24th in points per game, 21.9 last year. Christian McCaffrey, one of the best running backs in the NFL, missed almost the entire season. So that kind of, you know, uh, is going to hurt your offense. Um, 21st in yards per game, 349. Defense was 18th in points per game, 25.1, and 18th in yards per game, 360 which is actually better than I anticipated. I I didn't think this would be a very good defense. I figured they'd probably rank bottom seven, bottom eight in the league. 18th is not as bad as I thought. Turnover margin was plus one. Um, Bridgewater's not horrible with turnovers, uh, but the defense didn't didn't really generate that many. So um, 16th in the league, just right in the middle of the fucking average of the league. The coaching staff is all returning. I mentioned Matt Rule in his second year. Um, he's a former collegiate coach and I think he's doing a good job rebuilding this team so far. I like how they've drafted over the last two years since he's came into it. Um, this is a young team still, so it's just a matter of, uh, are they ready to take a step forward or they need another year to, uh, keep rebuilding? Uh, the key losses, uh, as we get into free agency, I think this Panthers and Falcons episodes are both going to go pretty quick, guys. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, obviously gone. I talked about replacing him with Darnold. Uh, wide receiver Curtis Samuel signed with the Redskins. He's a big name. Um, this is a team that had three very effective fantasy receivers last year. Curtis Samuel quietly going over 1,000 yards for this team last year. Um, I like him in Washington this year. Running back Mike Davis had a good year as McCaffrey's backup and then signed as a free agent with the Falcons. Tight end Chris Manhurts. 
Um, defensive end Steven Weatherly, wide receiver Pharaoh Cooper, and defensive end F.A. Obata have all left in free agency. Not a, not many big names outside of the offensive guys. Um, key additions, not too many big names here either, but we will go over them. Cornerback A.J. Bouye uh, came in from Denver. Um, obviously, I mentioned Sam Darnold. Offensive guard Pat Elfline. Tight end Dan Arnold, um, offensive tackle Cameron Irving, defensive end Morgan Fox, wide receiver David Moore from the Seahawks, defensive tackle Daquan Jones. And just this past week, they uh, um, they brought in Denzel Perriman over the free agency, but then they traded him to the Raiders. So I just wanted to mention that. Almost a key addition. Um, re-signings, only two names, not big names, offensive guard, John Miller, outside linebacker, Julian Stanford. So, you know, pretty underwhelming free agency. This team is one of the teams that has been rumored to be involved in the whole Deshaun Watson trade situation, but, um, I don't even want to get into that can of worms right now. Cause it's such a mess with the whole legal side of things. It doesn't look like Watson's going to get traded for. And if I had to guess, he doesn't play football this year. Uh, just throwing it out there because, this is a roster that I think has improved a lot the last two or three years. And uh, if they had a quarterback, I think they'd be a frisky team. Um, but I'm, I just, uh, you know, I'll say it 50 times this episode. I can't invest in Darnold. Uh, this is the best situation that Darnold's had in his career. I'll say that uh, reunited with Robbie Anderson, who he played with in New York, you know, best receiving core, best running back he's ever had probably best head coach he's ever had too, considering Adam Gase is the competition. Um, but I just, you know, I, like I said, I'm just not going to go all in on the fact that Darnold all of a sudden turns into a franchise QB. I can't do it. Um, let's talk about the draft. I do like the draft, at least in the first, uh, two rounds, um, really solid draft all around. Actually, we'll talk about their first four picks round one. They had the eighth overall pick and they took cornerback JC Horn. He was the number one corner drafted in this class. There was debate on whether or not jc horn or patrick sertan would uh you know be the number one corner i think both you can make the argument for um horn looks pretty physical i think he's a real stud he's the son of former all pro uh wide receiver joe horn for anyone who grew up watching joe horn um for the new orleans saints so anytime that you grow up with an nfl receiver as your uh father and especially as a corner think about it this kid has probably been covering his dad since he was like eight years old in their backyard you have an nfl receiver running routes against you as a 10 12 year old all throughout your high school and college career being able to give you the ins and outs of you know what's going through his brain in a, from a mental standpoint and a route running standpoint you know i'm taking this step because i'm trying to set you up for this so be ready to react and come over here. you know all that shit imagine that relationship basically living with a live-in coach your entire life i really love these uh legacy players sons of players that i grew up watching you know patrick sertan jr is another one so um i think jc horn's a locked and loaded stud future shutdown corner I don't want to call a guy a Hall of Famer before he plays a snap in the NFL, but I think he's got that all-pro corner potential, and I'm really excited to watch him play. If I could have drafted uh, any player for the Eagles in the first round this year out of the realistic guys that we had a shot, I would have taken J.C. Horn. Um, Sertan would have been my second choice, I think, uh, but both look like studs. 
Round two, they got wide receiver Terrace Marshall out of LSU, and I love this pick. I thought Terrace Marshall could have been a guy that went late first round, maybe early second, and they did. They got him more towards the middle of the second round, so I thought it was good value. Terrace Marshall had a really productive career at LSU, um, played with Joe Burrow, and played throughout the last uh, – he was their leading receiver, I believe, this last year because Jamar Chase didn't play. So they lost uh, Curtis Samuel, but they keep, they want to keep you know running those three wide receiver sets. So they brought in rookie Terrence Marshall, and I think he could be a relevant guy sooner rather than later. Also, just mentioning that DJ Moore is coming towards the end of his rookie contract. They could be setting this up for a situation where uh, they let DJ Moore walk in free agency and have Terrace Marshall take over as that number two as soon as next year. Um, they just recently extended Robbie Anderson, so he looks to be slotted in as that number one wide receiver role for this team based on the financial commitment. Robbie Anderson played with Sam Darnold in New York and also played for head coach Matt Rule when he was the head coach at Temple, so there's a lot of continuity there. Uh, wrapping up the draft recap round three offensive tackle Brady Christensen this team definitely needs to build their offensive line so let's hope he works out and round four running back Chuba Hubbard um, a solid looking collegiate running back uh, they obviously lost Mike Davis last year and were pretty thin at the running back situation outside of Christian McCaffrey coming off a torn ACL so Chuba's a good insurance pick there and he's a guy you should know in your fantasy drafts if you draft McCaffrey you can grab Chuba at the end of your draft and make sure you have that locked in handcuff so let's talk about the wins and the schedule and all that good stuff strength of schedule 26 not too bad there are some winnable games, but they have to play um, the AFC and NFC East. And like I said, I expect both those divisions to be better this year than last year. Um, I think there's a good chance that Washington's a lot better. Dallas could be better. We'll see about Philly and New York, probably both, you know, not very good teams. Um, but uh, I think the Patriots and Dolphins take a step forward this year. The Bills are still going to be good. The Jets probably won't be good, but um I think that it's uh, ranked 26 because those divisions finished so poorly last year, but I do expect about half of those teams to, to take a step forward, excuse me. Um, so looking at the schedule, they had some winnable games with the weaker teams in those divisions. They also get the Texans, um, but there's a lot of games that, in my opinion, could go either way or they're not favored to win. Obviously, they have the Bucks twice, the Saints I just did their preview. I still probably give the Saints the upper hand based on coaching advantage, but um, there are question marks with these last three teams in the division. Uh, but teams that could go either way, you know, the Saints twice a year, the Vikings, um, the Cardinals, the Dolphins, a lot of these games are kind of coin tosses, but I probably lean towards the competition more than the Panthers. Again, due to uh, Sam Darnold's um, tendency to throw the ball to the other team. So the win total is over under seven and a half. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 115. So split odds even on both sides here. If I had to guess, I would lean towards the under seven. It wouldn't surprise me if this team does scrap together maybe eight or nine wins, but that's the absolute ceiling I see. And Sam Darnold would have to turn into a quarterback that I actually respect, which again, I'm probably not banking on. This defense is it's got some talented pieces, but it's it's still very young. It's still very young. They drafted Derek Brown in the first round last year. They drafted J.C. Horn in the first round this year. Brian Burns looks like he could take a breakout step as a dominant pass rusher for this team. Not many people talk about him, so there are some pieces that I like. Jeremy Chin, second-round safety last year, absolutely great pick in the second round for this team. Looks like he should have been a first-rounder. 
Um, but there's still a lot of, you know, gaps on the defense and on the offensive line that I'm just not comfortable in investing in this team yet. Um, is it a team that I'm going to look to fade? Probably not, because like I said, the offensive weapons are actually pretty fucking solid. They don't really have a tight end, but they didn't last year either, and they still had a good offense. But the three receivers and McCaffrey and Chuba are like some pretty solid weapons. So this team, I think, can take a step forward, especially, like I said, four core young defenders in their first to third years. They all could take a massive step forward, but a lot of youth – the head coaching staff is still only in their second year in the NFL. I just think this team is another year away probably and another quarterback trade away. So the divisional odds are plus 1,000, conference odds are plus 4,000, and Super Bowl odds are plus 8,500. I won't have a future on any of those. Odds to make the playoffs, yes, plus 205, no, minus 275. If I have to pick that, it's obviously no based on all our conversation here, but minus 275 is not worth betting on almost anything. So, you know, not liking any of these props. I will be releasing my props next week. I know, uh, you know, we've talked about it or maybe later this week. Um, but, uh, you know, you're not going to bet everything. Like, realistically, I'm going through all 32 teams here, but I might only have like five or so like season win total bets that's just how it goes uh so we'll go over those on one of the episodes you know later this week um but let's talk about the fantasy value because it's that time of year and we'll get out of here darnold's not being drafted i wouldn't draft him uh two qb league if you're desperate i guess maybe um because he could put up better numbers in this offense definitely than he did in new york but i just obviously i'm not confident in the person so not something I'm interested in, but he does have receivers and weapons. Christian McCaffrey, unanimous first pick in fantasy drafts. I will say it's kind of surprising nobody is really mentioning any concern about his ACL rehab. Um, I guess they're just assuming that he's a physical freak like Adrian Peterson. He's going to come back, bounce back, no problem. I, I don't really have many concerns either, but I'm just saying like it seems like nobody does. And usually when you get a running back with a, a massive lower body injury like this, there's some pause. There's some cause for concern. You know, maybe people start drafting guys like Derek, Derek Henry or Dalvin Cook ahead of him, but nobody's doing that. And he should be the focal point of this offense still. I, I mean, there's really not many more well-rounded running backs in the entire NFL than McCaffrey. Uh, only three people in league history have gone a thousand and a thousand rushing and receiving in a single season. And he's one of them. So you're not overthinking it if you have the first pick in your drafts, but I'm just saying, Nobody's really talking about the injury. It's possible that maybe he gets off to a bit of a slow start, doesn't really hit you know full form until midseason. Maybe they work Chuba in a little bit more now that they have you know a rookie running back that they can put in and spell McCaffrey a little bit. I don't know. Maybe they're a little bit more cautious with his workload this year. Just playing a little devil's advocate here. Chuba's going basically 15th round. I don't really see him having much standalone value, but if you got CMC, it's a good handcuff. If you're in a best ball and CMC gets injured, you've got a locked and loaded, you know, top 24 running back. So he's a guy that you should know about. Um, and then we'll talk about the three wide receivers and get out of here. I'll just skip ahead. Tight end Dan Arnold not being drafted in fantasy. I wouldn't draft him. He's made some big plays from time to time. He's a bigger body, maybe a red zone target, but he's not a guy that you're getting super excited about. So there's three receivers to talk about, and we'll wrap up this episode. Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Terrace Marshall. I expect all of them to be on the field. Like I said, this team is uh, one, of the, one of the teams that ran the most three wide receiver sets last year. 
Um, if I'm drafting one of these guys, it's hands down Robbie Anderson in the late seventh, maybe early eighth round. Uh, he just got a contract extension. He's played with Sam Darnold. He played for this coaching college. I've mentioned it on this episode already. I think he's the guy that they trust the most. He actually finished last year with 90 plus receptions, which people think of Robbie Anderson as this like deep threat specialist. But in this offense last year, he was really kind of their go to chain mover PPR over the middle drag slants run after the catch kind of guy. So I think he's taken on a new role in this offense, and I trust him a lot to be one of the safer receivers that you can get in the eighth round of your fantasy drafts. It's really an incredible value. He really should be like a fifth-round pick, in my opinion. Uh, DJ Moore is going in the fifth round, and to be honest, I think these guys should should swap ADPs. I don't understand really why people – I know DJ Moore was a first-round pick, um, for this team, he's younger, maybe he's the flashier guy, but it seems like this organization just has more trust and more investment in Robbie Anderson right now. And I know that they want a third receiver, but I'm not sure you spend a second round pick on Terrace Marshall if you have long term plans for DJ Moore in this offense. He's a guy that could be really productive. I, I definitely believe in DJ Moore as a talent. I actually, he was one of my favorite. Um, late third, early fourth round targets last year, but it was a bit of a disappointing season. The amount that the ball is distributed with amongst these three receivers makes me not so much want to invest in DJ as in my opinion, the second option being drafted higher than the other two. So I'm probably not going to have much DJ more this year, although um, I think he's a quality like fantasy receiver. I'd probably rather have him as my wide receiver three flex flex option than my wide receiver two, which is why I'm not taking him in the fifth round this year. I'd rather have Robbie Anderson as a flex every time. Um, but DJ's not a bad receiver. He is talented. He's shown flashes of fantasy dominance before. Just going a little too early for my liking based on his role in this offense. And Terrace Marshall is practically free. If you guys want to take a flyer on him in your last round as your last possessional, uh, positional player, go for it. Average draft position, 16th round, right at the end of your drafts. And I think he'll have a role. He's looked good in preseason. He's a, I, a guy that I liked a lot at LSU. Um, obviously, going back to my Eagles fandom, we were uh, one of the teams you know most penciled in to take a fucking uh, receiver in the draft this year. And um, if we ended up going J.C. Horn first round, I would have been totally okay with Terrace Marshall, Marshall second round. There is uh, a number of second round receivers I liked in this draft this year with Elijah Moore being another one. But Terrace Marshall is a guy that I think, especially for dynasty leagues, has a ton of value going forward. Because like I said, as soon as next year, he could be the wide receiver too for this team if D.J. Moore leaves. So look at Terrace Marshall as a flyer. And I talked about Sam Darnold as a pretty fantasy irrelevant tight end. That's it, guys. That's the Panthers. So we're going to wrap it up. We're going to do one more. Uh, all the Sam Darnold truthers, feel free to come at me on Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to reach me. Um, but I just can't I can't get excited about the guy. So we'll see how this goes. I think this Panthers team is headed in the right, dire- right direction at almost every position except for QB. Uh, but until they can figure that out, uh, this is where I'm at. So thank you for listening, guys. That was SGR 40. We're cranking out 41 back-to-back right after this, wrapping up our team preview series with the Falcons. And ramble on.